Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and now brought to you live from the deep, dank, dark basement of James Street Pub, we bring to you Adventure in Your Ear! Starring the tasty Tater Dog Players! That's us. And now for our first segment of the evening, Extabular, an Arthurian tale of woe. In the dark days of Britain, long ago, in a time of heroes, magic, and dragons, one boy would rise above the warring nation, bring it together under one banner, and rule as the one true king. He is Arthur, and he is a bit of a git. Arthur, oh, Arthur, oh. My name is Arthur, and not who they think. I'm just a poor peasant, I'm dirty and stink. Some naked lady gave me a sword and said I was destined to be Britain's lord. Arthur, oh, Arthur, oh. I had a vision of somebody last. My thoughts were tight moving and possibly crass. I'm off to adventure with my giant knife. Arthur, whoa, Arthur, whoa. Chapter 3, in which Arthur, still filled with the emotions of his mother's untimely death by Beanstalk, Not must dead. journey forward to earn his kingdom by proving himself to the masses. Naturally, he decides the best place to start is in a nearby village, which is plagued by garden gnomes and less than adequate cricket team. But first, he must face his first obstacle. What I do next, I do for you, mother. You will not have died in vain. I shall free our village of the garden gnomes that plague us so. I just have to get there first. As Arthur nears the village, he must first cross Tiny Creek Bridge, or his feet shall get slightly damp. The main issue being that the bridge is guarded by... Aye, aye, boys, look, it's Arthur come to entertain us. Oh, no, it's the three bully goats gruff. Yes, the three bully goats gruff. You see, the three bully goats, being gruff and all, are known to bully the people going to and from the village on a daily basis. They require a toll if villagers and merchants wish to safely travel across the bridge, although on this particular day the goats seem more gruff than usual and appear to be slightly intoxicated. Look, boys, Arthur's got himself a big butter knife. It, it's the sword Excalibur! Arthur's got his sword in his hand again! (laughs) Step aside, for I am Arthur, King of Britain, named so by the Lady in the Water who bestowed upon me the sword Excalibur. Hey, look at this bloke here. He thinks he's our bloody king. If he don't pay the toll, he's about to be a bloody king. That's what I say. You tell him, brother. I don't care who you claim to be. You're still a little git, and you still need to pay the toll if you wish to cross our bridge. But I've nothing with which to pay the toll. Well, you've you got that shiny butter knife in your hands, don't you? Seems a fair trade to me, boy. 
You shall not touch Excalibur. Now step aside, or I shall be forced to run you through. You tell him, Arthur. You shut your bloody yap, troll boy. Mind your own business. Keep quiet and stay under that bridge where you belong. Oh, dear troll. I should interject here, as the troll living under the bridge is neither a troll, nor does he actually live there. He is indeed the local milk and mead purveyor. Unfortunately, about a week ago, while making his deliveries, he was unable to pay the bully goats toll whilst crossing Tiny Creek Bridge. Thus, the goats decided to punish the milk purveyor by taking his cart and forcing him to reside beneath the bridge until such a time that they were too drunk on milk and mead to care. I am not a troll. My name is Uther Pendragon, purveyor of fine milks and meads. That's my milk and mead cart over there. Baking in the sun. Quiet down there, big nose. Filthy damp trolls in their large nasal passages. Always sticking their nose where it don't belong. Look at that phallic thing. Gross. It's not even my real nose. Arthur, they carved a potato into a nose and glued it to my face with tree sap. It is rather phallic. Well, I did not say they did a good job carving it. This milk tastes funny. Hey, oi! Stop suckling me jugs. Oh, for the... You're not actually drinking that, are you? Oh, sure, why not? The mead's all gone. It's been baking in the hot sun for a week. I told you fools to at least put it in the shade. Please, Arthur, you must help me. I must return to my dairy farm. My milking yak's teats will be engorged by now. I'm not sure what I can do. There's three of them and one of me, and they're right horny bastards. Ain't nothing you can do, boy. Pass us another round. Get on it, git. (laughs) (laughs) It was at that moment when Arthur had a flash of memory from days long past with his beloved Yak, Yak Mina. It was a hot summer day just a few weeks ago. Arthur and Yakmina were laying in a field, looking up at the clouds and using their imaginations. That cloud looks like a castle, Yakmina. <coughs> yes, I suppose. <coughs> no, no, you're right. I see it now. That one does look like... <coughs> oh, you filthy. Arthur! Arthur, you little git! Where are my milk jugs? Your what? My jugs! My jugs! I sent you to get the axe milk from the back so I can bake a nice acorn medley. Gross! I have them over here with me. In the sun? Are you insane and stupid? I fail to understand what... That milk over there uh, is over a week old. If you leave it in the sun, it will ferment and become lactoglycerin. What, what, what's he doing there? Looks like he's stuck in a memory. He's a strange one. A drinking contest. A what? A drinking contest to see who can drink the most fermented yak's milk. Oh, Arthur, I don't think that's a good idea. Shot it, troll. All right, you win. And you release the troll and let us pass. And if we win, we get your pretty butter knife. Deal. And so, Arthur... Billy Goat, Bubby Goat, and Bernard Goat each retrieve a barrel of fermented yak's milk and novelty-sized straws with the troll. Uther. As judge to the drinking contest, the goats begin to drink deeply and with gusto. 
Arthur simply takes a tiny sip and then waits as each goat finishes draining their barrel. Um, the goats win? All right, boy, we win. And over the big butter knife. I don't think so. You'll have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. Get em, boys. And with that, Arthur scampers off. The goats groggily gallop after him. Boys, I don't feel so... <coughs> that sound you just heard is the result of fermented yak's milk at its most unstable. As the goats gallop, the lactoglycerin sloshes around in their tummies. It causes an explosive chemical reaction. Bernard! <coughs> one by one, each goat explodes. <laughs> Bollocks! As tiny chunks of cooked goat rain down from the sky, Arthur has struck his first blow against tyranny. You did it, Arthur. We are free of the bully goat's gruff. If only I had not lost all of my milk supply in the process. I'm not sure how I will pay my bills or feed my yaks, but I am very grateful to you. Perhaps today you shall sell something new. What's that? I really only know milk and mead. Look about you, Uther. The answer rains down from the heavens. Put this meat on tiny sticks and you can sell fresh goat souvlaki today in the market. Arthur, you are wise. Can I give you a ride to town? And so Arthur and Uther Pendragon, with a cart full of fresh goat souvlaki, travel onward to the village. Arthur's journey of proving himself worthy to the people and becoming the true king begins to seem just a little bit less daunting. Arthur, whoa, Arthur, whoa. My name is Arthur, I'm not who they think. I'm just a poor peasant, I'm dirty and stink. Some naked lady. 